0: So, uh, welcome today. Today's episode, we are lucky to have with us uh, Tara Derbick Conger from uh, Tandem HR. Uh, welcome, Tara. Thanks for being with us today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited, Pat.
0: So, well, don't get too excited. You got to see, this is a real grilling. This is sort of like a cross-examination. It's just a brutal, brutal kind of thing. I'm always looking for inconsistencies and things like this in the answers. So, no, I, I, I'm I not going to ask any questions you don't know the answer to. So, uh, uh, starting at the beginning. So, uh, tell me about the uh, beginning of Tara Derbick, not Tara Conger, Tara Derbick. I know, first of all, you're a twin. So, where does the story begin?
1: I am I'm actually an identical twin so I always say sometimes it's fun to play tricks on on people and uh, we, we've done it before um, when my sister well I was I was actually on maternity leave and she teaches and uh, I went to visit her and I went in and started teaching her class and told everybody we're gonna have a surprise quiz today and they were like ah and I started teaching her class and about 10 minutes later she walked in the back door and they were like what the heck so anyway um yeah, so we we try and have fun with it. And uh, we live in the same area, actually, in the same city, too. So, uh, so that works out well. Um, but yeah, I um, Yep, I'm from Wisconsin, born and raised and uh, in from Wausau, which is a center of the state and have an identical twin and an older sister and grew up there and went away to college and went to Minnesota State Mankato and specialized in of a few areas uh hr management marketing uh for my undergrad and um i actually stayed on and did my master's in sports administration so when when i was in college i'm a big big uh sports fanatic so we grew up playing i was a competitive gymnast and we grew up um, watching hockey and so we're a big hockey family and they had a division one hockey program and i one day i uh it was the games were so boring. And I was, you know, what, 18, 19, 20 years old. And I just said, I got to make these fun. So one day I walked into the athletic director's office. I didn't know I'm Don Ambrose at the time. And I just said, hey, I'd love to create my own marketing internship. I want to make these games fun. And I, I look back now and I think, wow, um, <laughs> I mean, why not? And uh, and that's what I did. And uh, after that. Yeah, I was going to
0: you, I was gonna say to you, they play a little hockey in Mankato State.
1: They do. They sure do, and they're really good. And um, so it was fun. It was super fun. I loved loved that experience, and I stayed on. They asked me to um, be their athletic ticket manager and stay on. They'd pay for my masters and my schooling uh, and um, my position. So it was a great experience.
0: Did that for a couple of years. Well, wait, and, let me let me go back though. So what yes. was your event in gymnastics?
1: Oh, I wasn't all around actually. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um I think in eighth grade I won this, I think I won the state all around competition. Um and then my body, uh, my ankles went bad and <laughs> yeah. so that that was the end of my career. And then I became uh, we did competitive uh, dance after that because okay. um, it wasn't so hard on your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So back to Mankato state. So you get yeah. masters and they pay for your masters because you're doing that.
1: They through- did. Sports they thing. did. And during the summer, Minis- the Minnesota Vikings would have training camp there. So I'd help <gasps> them with training camp. And um, after I graduated, they offered me a position. So I worked for the Minnesota Vikings, which was super fun. And I, so. I hate to say that, being that <laughs> born and raised in Wisconsin, oh, because, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. people people were not happy about that. Yeah, because uh, right. yeah, you're a diehard Packer fan. So, yeah. um, but it's okay. It was it was a it was a great experience. And Wait, so who
0: are the, who were the big players for the Vikings when you worked for them? Who were their big stars? Um,
1: it was Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper. Oh, yeah. oh man.
0: Yeah, those yeah. are the golden years. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, All right.
1: Yeah, it it was. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was a it was a great experience. And um, it's people have this perception though. What I would say is of I would say professional or collegiate athletics. It's so glamorous. It's not that glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Um, because after that, I went and worked. I was uh, at the State University of New York. I was an assistant athletic director, mm-hmm. and. Um, and helped with operations, management, marketing. I taught some sport management classes, and but you are you. are I work a lot of hours right now, but you, like, you're on twenty four seven. And you know, if a bus breaks down, you're going to call. If an athletes getting arrested, Um <laughs> athletes get arrested. <laughs> I,
0: left, I left the Vikings right before the boat debacle. So <laughs> uh, good timing, yeah. Good timing. Wait, good which timing. Uh, which which SUNY were you at? SUNY
1: what? um I would I was at Cortland. Oh yeah, and, sure. Um, yeah, yeah, and um, I was there for a couple of years. And actually, while I was there, we won, um, we won the men's lacrosse national championship. We beat Salisbury in triple overtime, and so and I was on the field. It was such a cool. That was a great experience. So it's exciting um, to be any
0: place for a national championship, right? It's it's just yes.
1: exciting, right to be. There. Yes, yeah. I mean, but triple overtime the guys were exhausted everyone was silent like, I mean tug it was just so nerve-wracking oh, yeah uh, it was yeah. it was an it was an awesome it was an awesome game so. so go
0: I want to go back to Mankato State just to say I was in law school you know I'm, I'm old this was like the Truman administration I was in law school in 1980 when we beat the Russians I think a few of those guys were from Mankato State but it was so exciting to be there when they came back they had a big parade in downtown Minneapolis and I went to it and it was just and we listened to the game on Canadian audio where people america thought they were watching the game live they weren't there it was a delay and we listened to it live at like three o'clock in the afternoon or something like that and it was just such an exciting time right but there were some folks that were either from mankato or mankato state i know they were part of the u.s olympic hockey team that was an exciting time
1: yeah yeah i mean minnesota and hockey right it's um it's their it is their it's their number one yeah, yeah really
0: <laughs> okay so how do you get from Cortland? Yes. Uh, back to um, uh, back to Wisconsin. And by the way, today would have been my mother-in-law. I loved her to death. She was uh, she was my nemesis and I was hers. But we loved one another. Today would have been her 95th birthday, uh, uh, Cinco de Mayo. And uh, she went to Cortland State. She no way. To- swear to God. So when, oh, when Kathleen gosh. listens to this, she'll be happy for the shout out uh, to her. Aww. mom. Who we called Nina um, Cortland State. That was her alma mater. Long no wait,
1: that <laughs> is so neat. Well, happy heavenly birthday. That's yes, amazing. Yeah, Cortland's a—it's a great place, actually. Yeah. And a a yeah. really good school and super strong yeah. in sports. So, yeah. so how would you get back to? Uh, well, yeah, did you yeah. go directly back to Wisconsin or what? Happened? So that is a great question. Um, I say <laughs> I met my husband, and then it all went to shit. I'm totally kidding. I love my
0: husband. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. I oh, know. Yeah. I
1: am. I'm just totally kidding, but it's true. I met my husband actually, and so, uh, well, okay. So my yeah, so my twin sister, right? My identical twin. She always told me, "You're going to marry this guy someday." I'm like, "I have no clue who you're talking about." Like, I'm going to introduce you. And so it's her husband and my husband were friends since about third grade. They grew up together. So she introduced. I came back for Christmas break, and she introduced us and. (laughs) We hit it off, and um, two weeks later, we were looking at houses together. Like, we just knew
0: it. <laughs> so she was right. You funny. want to waste your always reminds me. What was it? You don't want to waste any time two weeks yeah yeah she was up. right she always reminds me I told you so um
1: <laughs> and uh so he is from Madison um and has, has his businesses here and honestly um I, all my family is is in the Wisconsin area mm-hmm. so I knew I wanted to get back at some point so um moved back and um at that point in time I was honestly thinking do it want do I met with the badge was you know the Wisconsin Badgers. and yeah. um it was a turning point for me I'm like I can either stay in the sporting industry or I I love people like HR, um, leading teams, developing people, creating great cultures. And that's what you do in sports, right? That's why I loved sports. It was such a, it's a great team atmosphere. So um, I came back and I um, ran HR for a dental group essentially. And um, that was like, my first you know full time into into hr i would say um you know you always have pieces and parts of it but that was back in gosh 2007 i want to say it was a long time ago mm. um yeah. so uh that's that's how i became involved in hr i became heavily involved in shrm organization i was on the shrm um board actually and um and loved to help others and i created this basically networking group of solo hr practitioners so that they could all help each other out and um, so became very ingrained I would say just in the HR space and then the HR world and from there I went to um, another company and I ran HR for them nationally there was there was about 12 locations so it was a, it, I went from dental to off-highway heavy duty equipment wow.
0: um, and one well, thing I, I would say the comp the common thread there is bridges they both have <laughs> <make> bridges
1: <laughs> oh my gosh Pat <laughs> you, I love that you are fast that's good that's sharp. um and people are like, gosh, how did you go from sports to dental to off-highway heavy-duty equipment, right, in the day yeah. But for me, I am a lifelong learner. I love, love, love to learn. I love to study an in industry and become immersed in it. And on a, on a zero to 100 scale for a Hogan assessment, I'm a 100 on learner. And I think mm-hmm. that's what's really helped me become successful in my career, just, you know, moving into different um, industries. And so... I was with, I was with the company and did, I ran HR and, um, I had been a a client of QTI, um, which was a a staffing company, PEO, and did HR consulting. And I had been a client of theirs for 10 years. And what happened was when I was um, working in the off-highway heavy duty equipment field, they came to me and said, hey, we want to hire you to come. You know HR so well, right? (laughs) You've been in the HR space for a really, really long time. We want to hire you to come run our PEO. I had no idea what PEO stood for, right? <laughs> um and I was this was in 2018, but I was like, I can figure this out. Um, I I I, I love to learn the industries and I can div, you know, dive in and dig in and 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 honestly, that's that's what I did. I um so what happened was so so I consider myself a newbie, right, in the in the PEO space. I've only been in the in this world, I would say, for, what, five years, just over five years. Um, But I love the space. I love the industry, and I love what we're all about. And I'm really passionate about it because I've been there. I've, I've been there early in my career. Right, running HR for a company, and I'm like, I would have loved to have a PEO partner yeah, to take yeah. all the administrative burden away. I I didn't have that, so um, PEO is just not as well known as what I would say in the Midwest, and um, yeah. and so uh, what happened was I started at QTI, and I became immersed in Napio right away. So like, that's one of the things that I. I actually like what's changed my career is I honestly, it's like it's Napio's. I feel like has definitely
0: helped um, progress and change my career. Uh, But you know what? But I have to, I have to jump in to say, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm Catholic and and I'm practicing Catholic. I go to church and, you know, the kids always say I get nothing out of church and they say, the answer always is you get out what you put in. Right. And so to me, uh, my experience with you, we got a lot of new members all the time who I never see, but like when you burst upon the scene, you burst upon the scene. There was no, there was no (laughs) boring you. I tried. I couldn't. Uh, It's like, (laughs) so when you got in, you got immediately involved. You know, you met people, you were a sponge for information. So to me, I would say it's like, you're a great example for anybody else who's, who's listening, or anybody else that you know, it's like, get involved, right? You, you got yeah. back because you jumped in, you you got what you gave, I would say. But anyhow, yes, yeah, so you got involved in Napio, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's so true, right? You get what you put into it. Um, I think that's a very, very fair, fair point. And I remember um You know, walking into my first annual conference, I I was, you know, because I just didn't know that many people, Um, and it was overwhelming. I won't lie, and uh, but I, but I, I I met so many great people. I'm just the network uh, that that this industry has, and I mean, it's powerful. Right now, I'm on the board, and it's different. But even back then. I, had, I became good, good friends with other president CEOs or other people at these PEOs. And it's so great when you can pick up the phone or just text somebody and you get in, hey, what are you seeing for this? And uh, everybody's so willing to help each other. So that's definitely one of the things I love most um, about the industry. So yeah, so at
0: QTI... Um, well, by the way, let me just stop you on that to say... Yeah. So, because that's a thing we hear over and over again. And again, Wynn, which you've been a big driver of, has helped that. But what's your advice? You know, it's a, we to me, I, I always go back to high school. When you walk into the cafeteria for the first day and you don't know anybody, right? What table do you sit at, right? So, it's like, what's your advice to people who go to their conference for the first time? It's intimidating, right? It's it's overwhelming. So, what, what did you do and what should people do when they go to the conference for the first time? What do they do?
1: Yeah, yeah. I... I'm thankfully not a super shy person. <laughs> um, but um, but honestly, I just yeah you know, walking into that room, I, rem- I remember, um, but it's people just like smiling at people, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I just hit out off and h- had a conversation with somebody and then we sat together and then you talk to everybody at the table, right. And mm-hmm. you introduce, you do introductions at the table. So it's just, it's, you know, you're, you're taking a leap of faith, especially if you are an introvert, but sitting, sitting at a table and just honestly getting to know the people that you're sitting with, yeah. I think is really important. I think Napio's now done a really good job though, of having events for new attendees, right. Yeah. Um, of people in the industry. And I think that that is a great thing, um, yeah. especially for someone that's, that's a little more introverted.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So back to QTI, right? So you were there, you, you got involved in Napio and yes. you're in QTI bumping along. Yeah.
1: Yes. So we're home. Yeah. So when I started, there was a lot of things that needed, I would say, um, fixing. And um, whether it was people, process, or technology, right? Those are the kind of the three key drivers. And um, you know, dug into the business and made some people changes. Definitely, we made some process changes. We upgraded IT, our tech stack. Um, So there's a lot we did. uh, Did and we did it pretty well. So in your in one year, uh, we grew it by 900 percent. And so, yeah, it was awesome. And, and that, I think what
0: and, the but thing how, that was, how, was that all through process re-engineering? It can't be like what,
1: um, it was, it was getting the right people in the right roles on the bus. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, so a lot of it is people related and, um, there was some role, like role redundancy. And so we need to, we need to have processes to become way more efficient. We did a really good job, uh, at that and, and, and using our tech stack, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, some of it was so manual. I was like, okay, this is not going to work, right? We need to, if we want to scale this, like we need, we need to be moving more, um, to electronic, right? Electronic onboarding and, and, you know, certain things I would say back then. So, um, yeah, I think really? we, did, you
0: use we, a, did you use a consulting firm or did you do this? You guys do this all internally.
1: We did this all internally. Yeah. Um, and honestly, and then I got out and started meet with our clients and I just listened to, Hey, what, what are they seeing? What, what are we doing? Well, what are we not doing well? And then incorporating that feedback and, um, and then obviously sales, right? I would help with sales. Like we had a sales team and I would help with sales as well. So I think it was like um we had great client retention. So one of the one of the I think things that I was would say I was most proud of at, at QTI is we had we had great growth, but our clients were happy and our people were happy. And like we had 95% client retention. Um and our employees were extremely happy. I mean, and our engagement surveys all showed that. So it was um it was a really good experience, honestly, yeah. um, and yeah. and I think and, and it was a, it's more it was a little bit more of a high touch HR model, and I, I'll talk about that in a little bit because yeah. that's where we're at now too. So what happened? Hence, industry networking and connections. Um, I had met Bruce Leon, who was a former founder of Tandem HR through Napio, mm-hmm. and um, and we would go to the Midwest Leadership Councils. We'd see each other, obviously, and so. Um, you 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 get to build relationships with the with people within the industry, and he had reached out to maybe six of us and said, "Hey, um, I partnered with I partnered with Shore Capital. Just wanted to let you know." And I said, "Hey, congratulations! Super excited for you." And he said, "Yeah, hey, Ryan Kelly from Shore Capital is going to be calling you." And I thought, I thought, sure, Bruce, okay, <laughs> you know. <Bruce.
0: laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But he but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, and R- Ryan Kelly is just the most amazing human being. Um, you know, I've, I respect him so, so much. And so he's the chair of the board, um, mm-hmm. that bought tandem HR. And so Ryan contacted me and we had conversations and pretty much it was maybe six months later, we closed on the deal. So, um, so QTI state, QTI had staffing, HR consulting, and executive recruiting. So that that that's still QTI, the QTI group and sold basically the PEO um, off to tandem HR. So um, and that was September of 2021. Um, so just just over a year and a half ago. So tandem HR is a platform. We did some add on acquisitions. We acquired Midwest HR last year as well. And um, yeah, it's it's been a fun ride, right? And it's yeah. you, you go from working from a family owned business to private equity, um, yeah. and uh, I actually really act, like it. Um, Um, probably my competitive nature. (laughs) (laughs) It's different, but I was saying you're measured in 90 day increments from board meeting to board meeting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. What about, uh, it's interesting. Well, yeah, a bunch, a bunch of questions. First of all, uh, what's your advice to people doing acquisitions? I, and I have to tell you the story. Uh, you know, I was, uh, I was a federal mediator in the uh, uh, airline industry, and uh, US Air bought Piedmont. This back dates me back in the day, and I was having lunch with the the, the chief uh, HR guy uh, at US Air, uh, like two years later. And I I said to him, Hey, so uh, you know, how's it going? What are you working on? He's like, Oh, we're working on the merger. And I said, What merger? And he said, Well, the merger with Piedmont. And I was like, that was two years ago, <laughs> right? And it never, yeah. I, I never forgot it. It just stuck with me that, oh my God, when we put together two companies of that size, yeah. two years later, he was still working. That was like top of mind for him. So I don't, we don't quite do that, but yeah, what's yeah. what's your advice slash lessons learned from acquisitions? Like, so yeah, for acquisitions, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say, um, if you're acquiring, I mean, be picky. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've walked away from a fair amount of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one, acquisitions are expensive. <laughs> so, um, but um, it has to be the right fit and it has to give you something that you don't have, right? Whether it's geography or um, a benefit or it has to be something, there's gotta be something there um, that you really want. So like, we've, we look at deals, we're looking at one right now, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're, we we always are evaluating, um, other PEOs and, um, we're fine walking away. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and we've gotten into due diligence and we've, it, it hasn't worked. Right. Yeah. Cause you, yeah. you, you uncover a lot. I would say be, I mean, from a, from a seller's perspective, I think it's, um, for the PEO owner, the sales process is intense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like mm-hmm. they need to be prepared for, I think that, and just the overall due diligence process. Cause there's so many nuances to the PEO industry. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the complexity of like the regulations and the, the the state licensing requirements, the client service agreements, employment laws, insurance issuance, like yep. cybersecurity, cyber, I mean, the list goes on and on yeah. and on and on. So um, you know, I would just say from a, from our angle is we tried, we try to be very selective and yep. we want something that's going to match our culture. Honestly, yep. um, we're, we're really looking at more Midwest based PEOS. So
0: yeah. Yep. Um, well, let me ask you, so again, go keep going back to a sports analogy. So how do you get the team together? So once it's yep. done and the acquisition's made, yes. how do you yeah. How do you get everybody into the same culture? You know, again, I've said a thousand times. Yeah. Everybody knows there's a lot I don't care about. I care about culture. Culture matters. Yeah. A lot, yes. Right? A Drucker, you know, culture eats strategy for lunch, right? Um. How do you? How do you do that? How do you integrate? Yeah. That it's out? so
1: true. So honestly, we're very intentional, and we have an, an integration plan. I mean, we we don't wing it. Um. Yeah. We have we we have a plan built out that we follow. Kind of this this process and. What I say from day one, you'll, from a leadership perspective, I'm super transparent. Mm-hmm. I I want people to know how we're doing, where we're going, the good, the bad, the ugly, what we're working on, why we're working on it, and I, I try to be a, a very very transparent leader because otherwise people just make sense making right. If people are in the dark and they don't know what's going on, they just make shit up in their head, and it's That's like right. don't That's you right. know? Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Um, So I'm a super transparent and and really our whole executive leadership team follows that. And we all feel very, very passionate um, about that. So Mm -hmm. I think that bleeds through and we have a very open, uh, I would say. Our culture is, and it's friendly, right? People can pick up the phone and call me or COO, CFO, any any day or night, text me, right? Where we want people to feel welcomed into our culture. So we do a lot from a communication standpoint, and we'll go on site right away, obviously, um, and build those relationships from the beginning. I think that's super important. We're a big believer in best ball. So just because you know tandem has been around since 1998 doesn't mean it's the best right like that yep. we've learned from all of our acquisitions and we've yep. taken things from other acquisitions but we've definitely implemented within um our tandem platform so it's yep. it's best ball so i think it comes down to getting the right people in the right seats as well you yep. yep. you learn who the influencers are who the influencers are mm-hmm. at those acquisitions and um, you leverage that a little bit and be, beca- you know, making sure that everyone is feeling okay and, and doing okay. Are there going to be, be people that opt out? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, but we try and we try and really retain our talent mm-hmm. when we acquire, because yep. that's, that's yep. what you're buying, right? Yep. You're yep. buying yep. the people right. <laughs> right. 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 because right. the people stay, the the clients stay because of their relationships with the people. Yep. So the last thing you want is a mass exit. Of the, those people, yep, yep. if you have good client relationships, so we're um, we've done a great great job. Um, I think we've only had this last acquisition maybe five percent of the people turnover. That's mm-hmm. it. Like in yep, yep. turnover, it just in general is very high. Yeah, right, right, um, right, And again, right
0: you know, in this economy you don't feel as bad about it, right? When the economy is horrible and people turn over air quotes, which means they're not employed in a bad economy, God knows when they're gonna find a job again. Like this economy, they're gonna get another job tomorrow, right, because it's just yes. the, the the job market's so tight. But so one thing that gets that I don't really get or understand, and I did press uh, Mark Proberg on when I talked to him and uh, others in this space, what what's the it, like, you know, when, you, when I look at a company, you get you get the spreadsheets and you look and there's your data right and you know uh, an, an acquisition target right That yeah. you get it. that's that's easy that's the left brain stuff. When you walk around, what what's the it like? What do you what do you looking for? How do you know? How do you know what the mm-hmm. culture is? Everybody's smiling is here, maybe yeah. our new buyers, but like underneath it's miserable. Like I I always say like at Napio, you feel when you come to headquarters, you can feel that we're irreverent, yeah. we're funny, we're fun. I think it's easy when you walk in, but I live there. But what What is it? What do you, what do you look for the right brain, right? When you look at somebody or when you try to integrate something?
1: Honestly, for us. So, so it's hard because a lot of times you don't get to see under the hood before you buy it. I mean, we're we're pretty much talking to a very select group of few people, right? The owner, the CFO, the COO, maybe, Um, well, if they're smaller, it's, you know, they're head of ops, head head of finance, and honestly, that's it because they want to keep their window of people that are in the know super small in yeah, case yeah. the deal falls apart, right? Which that's I right. I respect and I get it. Totally yeah. get that. For me, it's all about that the feel <laughs> and the relationship with honestly the 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 owner um, yeah. because I feel like that trickles down throughout your organization. Yeah. So. I, you know, we, we've we had a couple of deals where I was like this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but just yep. culturally, it's not going to work. Like command and control and, yeah, yeah, you know, come yeah. on. the. And I was like that. Yeah. That's, that's not, not our yeah. style. Right. Right? right. Like it's right. <laughs> who want no, not a lot of people really want that. So yeah. um, we try to gather as much as we can about the individuals from our due diligence, from either the owner or whoever we have access to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot you just, you know, there's a lot you know and that you don't know. We've been fortunate because we've known a lot of these PEOs and we we know the people, mm-hmm. right, um, and the owner for a while. And a lot of them are part of an APO, I hate to say, right. or, um, and there's relationships, I would say, within at the lower level, right? With like head of payroll and they know yeah. their head of payroll. So it's not like we're flying blind on a lot of these deals, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, reputation matters too. Yeah. 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 But so it's sure. tricky. I would say we're still integrating, right? Yeah. right? Like sure. we're always integrating. Um, and it, our, the tech platform is probably the most, the one that takes the longest, honestly, um, and yeah. yeah. putting everybody on the same tech platform. Yeah.
0: Do, you, uh, do you do sales calls? Yeah. I just did one yesterday morning. Okay. That's so great. What is your better mousetrap? You go out to sell tandem HR and I'm talking to a half a dozen PEOs. What's the better mousetrap for tandem? Yeah.
1: Great question, Pat. For us, it's Mm -hmm. our HR support. I mean, we, um, people may come to us for, you know, better benefits, right? Fortune 500 benefits or if they need payroll services, but they stay for the HR support. We have, uh, uber talented group of HR professionals, HR business partners that work with our clients. And we have, so typically I look at, right, we've, we've, we always, every year, fill out the FROs survey, the financial <laughs> right, yep. operating Thank statistics. You. And Thank you're you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, we love having that data because when we benchmark against that data, but for us, we have four times the average HR professionals. Of uh, four times um, what other PEOS have. Wow! And so we have a lot of cost structure built yeah. into that, but that's our value proposition. Honestly, we live and eat and breathe by that, and we feel like that is that is our differentiator. I mean, so when a client has an issue, they're picking up the phone, they're talking directly to their assigned HR business partner, who has a ton of experience, right? Because. Mm-hmm. With multi states and different employee relations issues. Gosh, we could write books. I'm sure everybody could, Um, you know, on sticky situations and walking them through and helping them, you know, exit somebody so we can be the bad guy and they don't have to be the bad guy. Um, But it's it is truly our our talented, talented group of um, of HR professionals.
0: Yeah, No, that's great. That's great. And that's, that clearly is, is an advantage. So, uh, yeah. And so again, I want to go back to the other stuff we were talking about in, in, uh, but in the same vein, uh, I, I just love the sport. I love the sports, uh, theme through all this stuff. Um, and it goes back to culture. How do you build a team?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. I love, I am blessed. Um, honestly. So <clears throat> I took over the role about a year ago. And I quickly realized we we don't have all the right people right um we don't have all the right people on the team and the right roles yes, um, yes. and so um, it's a it's a process right and you it's it is all about your people mm-hmm. it, I, I mean I will say that till I'm blue in the face it is all about the talent you have on your bench um, so I'm very very fortunate that I've gotten great People, I mean, in a lot of different faces as, you know, new faces, I would say, but not necessarily new in the industry. So I think my I feel so great about my team. Mm -hmm. And it's making sure that my team has the right team on their bus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? And um, I think, you know, we've had, we've had a fair amount of change. And I think we're there. I mean, honestly, like, I, I can't think of a role from a manager director VP level on up that where we don't have the right talent. And, um, and I think it just goes back to um, building those relationships. I think it's all about building relationships. And we, we have some people, we have people kind of, I would say Pat now, right in a virtual world, they're, they're all over in in a, in a, in a way Um, but like we still get together. Next week, we're bringing in all of our HR business partners, all of our benefits people, our executive leadership team, we're already planning. It's it's open enrollment, right? And benefits. Uh, we're bringing in our carriers to do education. We're doing dinner with them, um, so we have really good vendor carrier partners. And making sure um, all of our colleagues have the right tools um, in their tool belt to be able to service our clients really, really well. So I'll get we'll get to see everybody next um, in about a week. So we we try and bring everybody together as much as we possibly can. Um, we also have um, a daily huddle and people are like, oh my gosh, that seems like a lot, but it's honestly, and it's for managers, our managers on up yep. and it's a quick touch base of, okay, what are the stucks, and are there any stucks, and how can we help you, yep. right? How do we remove those stucks so that we can move the, keep moving the business as fast as we possibly can. Yep. Um and yep. so it's a, it's a great way to interact with one another. We have bi-weekly town halls, they're quick 30 minutes. Again, love those because everybody so everybody's in the loop and knows what's going on yes, and what yes. we're working on. Yep. We do engagement surveys. Obviously we do pulse surveys with our people. So we have an idea. And then we do really fun events, honestly. Wow. Like we just had a diversity equity inclusion luncheon mm-hmm. um, last week. And so everybody's together and you know asking each other, there's questions that we all had. We got to bring something. People got to bring something from their heritage or make food that they wanted to bring. So we we try to do a lot of things, I guess, um, yeah. for fun as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's funny. I, I one, of my, one of the biggest influences in my professional life, Bill Brock, was labor secretary. And I ended up being a friend of uh, for years. He just passed away a year or two ago. But at the first meeting, the labor department, all the employees. And he's like, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to work hard. We're going to have fun. And I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, what is this guy talking about? This is cool. <laughs> why? what's?" What? And he always did. He always had like sporting events. Like he would have these things and everybody would have to play volleyball or they go bowling or he'd always have these competitive events or softball at his, you know, parties for the team. And it was always fun, right? It was a really big part of it, and we we do a huddle at Napio twice a week, uh, Thursday and, and Tuesdays and Thursdays for the senior staff. But the other thing to me, which it sounds like you embrace as well, it it it. Not only, it not only I'm trying to say, uh, I I always say I have the worst management advice. I tell my team all the time, everything is everyone's job, right? People, like, that's the worst advice you could give anybody. But it's like, no, no, I want everybody to be integrated. Everybody. So it's not mm-hmm. just a silo. And it sounds yeah. to me like your huddle does the same thing where you stand up and say, get them to that Somebody in their silo would be stuck forever. Right. And someone from another silo says, Oh, wait a second. I can help with that. So it sounds like that huddle also helps integrate as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're seeing all facets of the business risk, yeah. right? Operations, yeah. IT, yeah. You know, payroll, 401k, like you name it everybody's on that yes. and you learn so much if you're for newer people you know into whether it's tandem or just the industry it's like it's it's a big it's a big learning moment for them. Um, and it just helps build connections. I think another thing we've we done really well is we're big believers of continuous improvement. And we've yeah. worked really hard on that. And we had, we had a Kaizen event last week where we are, you know, mapping out our re, uh, re-implementation process yeah. and like yeah. in our implementation, just when we bring in new clients, okay, how do we shorten that cycle, yeah. right? And so we map yeah. it out our current state and our future state. And what do we need to do to get to our future state? Yeah. And so we're big believers, I would Say in continuous improvement, yeah. and yeah. I think another um, we call it—it's lead- called leader standard work. It's documenting okay at that employee level. What does this employee do on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis? Mm-hmm. So what they're responsible for, and mm-hmm. so everybody knows that within the department. So like things aren't missed essentially.
0: Yes, yes.
1: it's yep. it it it's very very helpful, and it's helpful if you do have turnover. Then so you yeah, know yep. what that next person needs needs yep. to do.
0: Yep. So. Yep. I spent a lot of time around the Toyota company, a lot, and Kaizen obviously was a big part of what what they did. But something else you said reminded me of Brock too. In that you were talking about the various, you know, departments. I won't say silos, departments. The thing about him too was that if the OSHA person had a great suggestion for the employment and training person, that was great. There was no stay out of my lane. There was no butt out of my business. That's not your department, right? In Brock's world. Everybody helped everybody and it fed on yeah. itself. But it sounds like you're trying to create the same sort of. Yeah, culture, right?
1: yeah, absolutely. I think that's um, it's learning from others. I go back to a big, a big learning, right? It's all about learning. Yeah. Like I, so I don't interview every new person. I just don't have this in my day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I call every new person after that. Well, I send them a video always before um, they accept like or or if they accept. And I'm a big video fan. So Mm -hmm. I use videos for clients and prospects. And it's a great way to communicate, I feel like. And uh, because in in an email, it can be just so boring and stale. And I want them to hear the excitement um, about them joining our team. So I'm a big fan of, of video. But I so I just did a call yesterday with a new HR business partner who's fantastic. And he, I'm like, so what, what, what advice do you have? You know, what can we be doing better? And he's like, really? I was like,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like, I want to know, we want to know. And he's like, okay. And he like, he gave me two ideas. I'm like, brilliant. <laughs> he's, I mean, so it's like, again, we're not stuck in our ways. Um, And it's, it's really about pe- our people. If you, if we don't have our people, we don't have a business path, yes. right? Yes. We just yes. don't. Yes. We don't have our people. We don't have the people to support our clients. We, yep. we don't have a business. So we really try to build those connections. And um, like I was in St. Louis on Monday and Tuesday uh, with our team there and sat down 30 minutes with every individual. And, mm-hmm. you know, it means a lot to them. And it yep. means a lot to me because I want to I, it helps get to know our, our employees and, yep. again, what they like. Where can we improve? And we're, yep. we're, we're open to change always. So,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, I got. Uh, I was being uh, punished for a time when I was at the National Association of Manufacturers. I was put in charge of our sales division in the depths of the recession. And uh, same thing, we had 30 salespeople. And I sat down with every one of them and uh, for uh, uh, 30 minutes or an hour. is time consuming, but I sat down with each of them. Like, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And I produced this report and this plan, you know, and uh, my boss at the time was like, geez, this is sheer brilliance. And I was like, <laughs> this is not original work. It came from them. I think I probably took credit, but it came from them. It was, this was, you ask them, they're, they're on the phones every day. They know what they need. They know what we're missing and we're not missing, you know, and it was just so unbelievably valuable. And, uh, yeah, that that really does help. I, again, it sounds like you subscribe to the same theory. Like, it's like, no, you want to you talk to them. I tell new employees all the time, ask lots of questions. If you got an idea about something we ought to do, let's hear it. And if you've got a, a question, if my answer is because that's the way we've always done it, that's a crappy answer. And I better have an answer for why we're doing something some way or another, yeah. right? And you want to hear from people. All the wisdom doesn't reside here. You want to hear from people. People bring in good ideas all the time, right? They really do. They really do. So let me ask you what are uh, I ask everybody flip sides of the coin what is the industry outlook industry outlook not tandem HR necessarily we talked about that but what's the industry outlook and what are the industry headwinds
1: Yeah I mean I feel I think the industry outlook is is very strong mm-hmm. right I mean th- there's no doubt. I mean, even even in recessionary times, right? The PEOs fare well. Right? I mean, it's um, because that value proposition changes, essentially, right? Where there are small businesses that can't afford a full-time HR person then, potentially, and uh, we can help with that. Right. So we can we can help. So the value proposition somewhat change a little bit. So even if we have clients that shrink some a little bit in size, we have we haven't seen it yet, actually. Um, so that's good. That is- um, you know, I track that we track that every week. I, I look at that metric. I have a dashboard every week. Um, I, I'm i a student of our numbers. And um, so we haven't seen we haven't we haven't seen that happen yet. Um, but yeah. the value proposition really changes and there's still people that there's a lot of business. I mean, but think PEO industry is what 15% yeah. of the work yeah. yeah. I mean, so think about that. There's so much um, there's so many businesses, small to mid-sized businesses out there that that still um could utilize our help. So I think I think that. There's there's endless opportunity there to continue yeah. um, to grow this industry. And by the I, way, I
0: Bill Manus always says, and he's got the numbers. I don't have them offhand, but Bill Manus says there are X amount of small businesses in Kansas, in Kansas, yeah. and I have like whatever, like ten percent of them. So he's like, I've got ninety percent more to go before I ever win yeah. Kansas. <laughs> right? It, I mean, it's, it's so, so true. Power. It's eighty-five percent of the market that we can. We can get right. Yeah. We can get yeah. okay. So what are the headwinds? What are we up to? Yeah. What are, the, what are the threats? Like when you think about when you game out where tandem's going. Now again, not as a company, as industry. What are the threats? What are the headwinds?
1: Yeah, I I think um I'll be curious to see what happens. There's you know, there's there's a consolidation, we know that. Um I feel like the tech platforms and expanding those like trying to create differentiation. So um, I think the industry changing acquisition, obviously with converging PEO and ASO, right? With Prism and Namely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'll i be interested to see We're big believers in PEO. Like that is probably 90% of our business. We have very little ASO. Um, so I think there's um, some PEOs or just some out there that feel like ASO is easier, right. To sell. So I'll be curious to see if that shifts, right. If, if more people um, go to selling that, that ASO model, mm-hmm. um, but you lose so much of the, the great things about PEL, right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah It, it yeah. being able to sell, you know, on the master, on your healthcare, uh, the, you know, the benefits, like the fortune 500 benefits and work comp. So, um, but I think technology, I think that that's going to continue, right. That, that tech expansion, right. Like Zenefits are trying to, you know, and Zenefits together. So yeah, yeah. um it'll be interesting to see kind of how it plays out and how, you know, how it may impact some of the, the smaller PEOs, I would say, I think we'll see. um, I think more payroll providers are trying to do on demand or same day payroll. Um, You know, that, that gets somewhat challenging for the PEO uh, unless you have a third party. So like we use ZayZoom for earned wage access and Mm -hmm. Our clients love it, love Mm -hmm. it, especially Mm -hmm. for ones that are living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, so, so that's been um, really helpful. But I mean, I think it's just compliance always, right? Like, there's so many state, federal regulations, rules, and just staying up to date on on um, all those changes. I think will be is is it can be, it can be a challenge, right? Um,
0: How many but, states were you in before the pandemic and after? Oh gosh. What was, what we're was in comparison? like, every,
1: we're in every state now. The so pandemic um, It's probably 35 if I had to guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now people are,
0: they're just everywhere, right? Right, right. I mean, what reminds me of it is the compliance point, right? How on earth. Yes. It's a theme yes. for, that we use all the time. Like however good you thought you were as a small business complying, yeah. Now your employees are in five different states. Good luck with that.
1: Yeah, right. I also think it's um you have, you can't ever predict the future. Nobody could have ever predicted COVID, right? So you like as a PEO, we always are on our toes of like what's coming next. Um, because I think we we have to be. I think the the you know ERTC the credits. I mean that's that's been painful. Yeah. Um, You know, and so there's certain things that we don't have control over, but, you know, clients think it's our fault and
0: it's like, no, that's the IRS's fault. (laughs) Um, You know, that's we've been doing that is pointing the cannon is, is saying to anybody, please send this link to your client. To write yeah. to the IRS, and we've heard from a bunch of clients. As a result, the first letter we sent out to you guys, all you guys, saying this isn't a PEO problem; it's a small business IRS problem. And so that letter went far and wide. A bunch of people, clients, have contacted us to say, "Hey, make sure my PEO gets me my money." And I said, "It's not your PEO's fault. You need to contact right. your member of Congress." And to a person, they've said, "We're on it." Thank you. Like we'll do it. That's where the problem is.
1: Yeah. Nate has done a really good job on that front. And it has been extremely helpful on on many, many fronts, but especially
0: that one. Well, it all goes back to the team, right? The the, the team's phenomenal. I always say, great team. I just take the credit. That's the good thing. (laughs) That's how we do it. So what's your advice to someone new to the industry? Learn the industry.
1: I mean, I I still learn things every week, honestly. I mean, yes, I've only been in for you know, just over five years, but people that I work with that have been in for twenty years, they still learn again because there's so many different facets of the PEO business model. So, um, learn it. I mean, if 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 I were a new person, I, I would say walking into a PEO as a HR coordinator, I'll just make it up. I would ask to sit with each department, honestly, mm-hmm. because it, yeah. it it makes so much more sense yes. when you when you have that full scope. Rather than just your narrow window. Um, And you become very appreciative of the others because it's like, okay, I understand why I can't do, you know, they can't do their part if I don't do this over here in my part. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's super important to not only know, you know, how you impact the business and in, in your clients, but how everybody else, because it it all has to work together, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has to, everyone has to be on the same team, whether it's the payroll, people, you know, payroll, HR, benefits, risk, um, yeah. you know, everybody's working on the same team. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I uh, worked for a spell <laughs> for Ford Motor Company on the assembly line. And It's the exact opposite, right? You just have one bolt that you put in one place and you have no idea how that fits in the greater scheme of things. And that's just how they like it. And there are 5,000 of us doing the same thing. And at the end of the day, a car rolls off the line. But I always said, it wasn't just that I didn't feel a part of it. it. The reverse is also true, is that I couldn't screw up bad enough to stop that car. Right. that My bolt probably didn't matter. Right. Yeah. But 5,000 of us all believed that. Right. And so it's the yeah. opposite. Right. Nobody's yeah. got any connection to the quality. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it's sort of like you You, you got to focus on That's The advice is great. It's like, no, get a sense of, of how you fit in the greater yeah. scheme of things. Right. And how yes. you rely on them and how they rely on you. Right. Yeah. And honestly,
1: and become I, I I tell all of our employees I love Napio. I'm I'm biased. I'm not well. I'm maybe biased because I'm on the board, but I've been involved <laughs> since day one since yeah. I started in the industry. So honestly, um, we we let all of our new employees know. We give them right. We can register them on the Napio site, so they have all the Napio resources because there's that's a great place to to uh, find great information and learn as well. So yeah. I always um,
0: say we have the best PEO magazine in the world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. on you know, competition. We have no copies. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're okay. a lifelong learner, uh, not PEO. Uh, what are you learning now?
1: Oh, man. Well, so here I have a book. You can't see it, uh, okay. but this is all books. This hole behind me wow. <laughs> um, is three rows of books. I mean, I have a huge, huge library. So I love to read and I love to learn. The book I have right now that I'm reading is called The Power of One More. Um, oh, interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So and what's
1: it this, about? This is really. This is. It's really good. Um, it's. It's. It talks about how. You, how you make a difference. It, it, you mm-hmm. know what you can do to make a difference. Um, leaderships, time management, what your habits are, and um, I love. Well, Ed Milet, um My father used to actually work with him, and uh, oh. he's. He's just one of the best motivational speakers anyone will ever hear he's not cheap but um <laughs> he's just a great human being yeah, yeah. and um such a talented guy so he has a really good podcast actually as well so um yeah i change <laughs> it up whether it's like leadership books business books um yeah. but i love to read
0: so have you uh have you read the boys in the boat no I,
1: that's i have not
0: so every time i would finish a book on facebook i'd say okay what should i read next gang and everybody'd say, you gotta read the boys in the boat. And then I'd look and it was about the 1938 Olympic gold medal rowing team. And I was like, I cannot imagine anything less interesting. I just can't. And I'd finish another book and I'd go on Facebook and say, hey crowd, what should I read? And everybody'd say, The boys yeah. in the boat. I just like God. And I this literally for a year or more. And one day I'm like, okay, I better do this. Um it's unbelievable. It is the most, really? it's, it's, it's equal parts about the guy who builds the boats. Who's a uh, British, uh, the hard scrabble life of the guy that centered, told through one team member's, uh, view and then about the team. And so everything about it is great. The last chapter. So, you know, cause it says on the cover, this is about the gold medal team, right? The last chapter, you, like your heart is racing as you're reading. Oh right? What's going to happen. And what's unbelievable to me, there's so many great things about that book. But to me, what's so unbelievable, the team got together every like five years or 10 years, they got together. And when the author interviewed them the last time, every person on the team said, I was the weak link. Every person said, I was the weakest link on this team. Like this team carried me and I was the weakest it's unbelievable! Wow, it's unbelievable! And so uh, it's just such a great, great book about team and you know building that team. Is such a great book about that. And then in the very end, the the I think it's one of the the main folks in the boat. I forget who it is. Uh, has pneumonia. He has pneumonia, and so the coach brings the team together and says, yeah. "The gold medal races today. He's got pneumonia, and he can't race." And they said, "No, we will lose with him." Rather than win with Oh, him. that's so cool. And he's that's dead weight. He's dead weight in the boat, literally. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. he he will be in the boat with us.
1: That's it's amazing. A, it's an oh my un- God. I,
0: yeah. I can't wait to
1: read that. It's an okay.
0: unbelievable It's, I don't know, 10, 15 years old now. Okay. Um, but it's just an unbelievable book. And everybody who told me to read it, they were right. They were so, right.
1: one more plug for a book because this is yeah, yeah. my favorite too. Um, have you ever read It's Your Ship? No. Oh my gosh! You gotta read it. It is it is awesome. Who who wrote Um, it? It's um. It is by well. It's it's the captain um of the ship Michael Abrashoff, It's called is his name. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it is incredible. Basically, he took over the ship. It was like the lowest performing. Mm -hmm. It was it was not doing well. Mm at all. And he turns it around to be the best one. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very very similar story to what you just shared. Um, Love it. You you should read that one for sure.
0: I'll check it out. Okay. So the last question, what is something about you? We don't know. So I got like a ream of stuff like from the Vikings is I had no idea. I didn't know about any of this stuff. This is unbelievable. It could say not to last what's something about Tara Conger that we don't know. (laughs) oh boy um yeah i love cowboy boots (laughs) 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 that's a good one i i have 12 pairs of cowboy boots Um, wow you gotta talk to the texans man uh thad (laughs) and dollins and gary and norman a pair of Napier boots but they got some contact someplace I think he's south of the border but he makes uh ostrich ostrich boots tailoring yeah. he makes it you know uh, custom made uh ostrich ostrich that's, boots
1: they're so comfortable if you I
0: mean they are the most comfortable shoes
1: you'll ever wear so I don't get to wear that much obviously um but uh, <laughs> uh so I'd say that's one thing and my other is I love to travel I mean just love to travel um I, I, I went to, when I was, gosh, I was young, um, probably 22, 23. I went to India by myself for two weeks and like oh traveled and it was one of the coolest experiences, um, yeah. you know, to see India and, and the, yeah. their country and, um, yeah, to travel around. And, uh, so I love to travel and just see different places. There's so many yeah great places in this world. Yeah, it's
0: great. It's great. I love to travel, but for me, uh, the place I like best is my own backyard. Yeah. Oh, I I do. I do. I just love being home. I love it. I love it. It's
1: beautiful. Yeah.
0: So Tara Conger, Tandem HR. Thank you so much. This has been so terrific. This wasn't too grueling, was it? It No, it was super fun. It's so fun. There's so much, there's so many layers to the onion. So many. Things that I didn't know. This is fantastic. We'll have to talk Good. more about all this stuff. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for the time today, and uh, this is great. I'll, I'll okay. hope, to, hope to see you soon again. It's terrific. Yes,
1: thanks. thank you for having me, and thanks for all you do uh, in, in the industry and um, in Napio. It's we're blessed uh, to have you and uh, and uh, in Napio. So, back, thank you.
0: Back, back at you. It's Terrific. <laughs> thanks.